Meet Oliver Schwab. He is the managing director of the World Economic Forum. His sister, Nicole, is a member of the executive committee for the World Economic Forum. In July of 2021, she said that COVID was a huge opportunity to have their great reset. I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before. Their father, Klaus Schwab, is the founder of the World Economic Forum. Seven years ago, he announced plans to start tracking the entire population and merge everyone with a central machine, what he now calls the Great Reset. The Schwab family is working together with other families because that's how Team Evil works. You can call them the Illuminati if you like, but they have no official name and they are not illuminated. There is no telling how many family bloodlines are involved, but they keep it in the family for three main reasons, and they all have to do with power. First, and most simply, as a way to gain and maintain their fortune. Secondly, is to carry out long-term secret objectives. These families use insurance companies and private trusts to protect their own fortune from the fiat debt-based system that they created and to generate the kind of money needed for a hundred-year plan. The older generation outlawed natural medicine, introduced petrochemical pharmaceutical drugs, and polluted the environment. And now the younger generation is here to fix it with their totalitarian Great Reset. It's a multi-generational plan that works because of family loyalty and also because of the third reason why they keep it in the family. Trauma-based mind control. Most victims of the CIA's trauma-based mind control program, MKUltra, have come from families with a history of child abuse because multi-generational child abuse makes a child more susceptible to mind control. And most of the characters we see as world leaders are not only actors on a stage, they are oblivious because they have suffered a lifetime of abuse and mind control. The overwhelming majority of people on Team Evil are not all in on it. They simply do as they are told. They follow orders and they don't ask questions. These families see having children as a means of gaining power and wealth. They see their own children as property, as slaves to do the family's bidding. But perhaps it's more like a cult than a family. Nearly a million child orphans were distributed throughout America and the Commonwealth in the late 1800s by an international secret society called the Odd Fellows. Delivered primarily by train, many of these orphans were born in private homes owned by the Odd Fellows and their offshoot, the Daughters of Rebecca, an all-female Masonic organization that featured symbols of mass breeding and fertility. Philip Eugene de Rothschild says that the Rothschild family alone has produced over a hundred thousand children in these secret breeding programs. Most of the U.S. presidents during this time were Freemasons. Four of them were Oddfellows. And at last count, 34 U.S. presidents are directly related to Charlemagne, King of the Franks, who is believed by these Illuminati bloodlines to be of the Merovingian bloodline a genetic set that they highly value. And Team Evil 
has always been obsessed with genetics. So it really isn't that strange to point out the similarities between Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro, Angela Merkel and Adolf Hitler's mother, Barbara Bush and Aleister Crowley, or even Obama and Akhenaten. The only way these families and their abused mind control minions are able to control the rest of us is by dividing us. And if we the people could change that, then we could change everything. It's been a busy 72 hours for Chicago police and first responders. At least four people are dead, 10 others injured in shootings all across the city. Chicago, Illinois. It's just one of the United Nations' many subverted blue cities feeling the self-inflicted pain of kowtowing to Agenda 2030. The UN agenda would have you believe that immigrants bring significant benefits in the form of skills strengthening the labor force, investment, and cultural diversity. The commitment by member states to the global compact for safe, orderly, and regular migration crystallized three core truths. First, that migration is a fact of life, a defining feature of humanity and our world, and above all, with a positive phenomenon enriching societies and economies. NBC reported, according to a city spokesperson, 10,019 migrants have arrived in Chicago over the past nine months, half of those by bus, with 4,151 migrants currently residing in temporary city shelters. So it's no big surprise that the residents aren't happy. Let them talk so they have a voice. A call for order during a heated meeting at Woodlawn's Apostolic Church of God. The focus, this migrant shelter in the old Wadsworth Elementary School. I would ask you all to go out there, go out there at night, in the middle of the night, and see what goes on. What's going on, according to community members, is loitering, late night partying, littering, prostitution, and at least one fight between migrants and residents. They disrespect us, they rob us, they harass us. And their patience is wearing thin. They use us for the, to fill prisons and graveyards. For city leaders who came looking for a conversation over opening the doors of a shuttered South Shore high school to migrants. What's important is that we really establish that this is a humanitarian crisis and we're here. South Shore residents responded with resounding rejection. While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. Incoming migrants have overwhelmed district police stations by the hundreds. It's my turn. It's my turn. Hello. But city leaders could barely eke out a word of the details about a proposed respite center at the former South Shore High School. When it comes to the total number of people at South Shore at any given point in time, it is fluid. We'd start with 250, 500. How could you do that without consulting us? In his infinite stupidity, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker responded to the exponential numbers of migrants flooding Illinois by signing off on HB 3751 a controversial bill allowing foreign nationals to become law enforcement officers, a move that critics blasted as madness. We can now expect thousands of similar tragedies like this one. 
A former Minneapolis police officer could face more than 15 years in prison for shooting and killing an unarmed yoga teacher. Mohammed Noor was found guilty yesterday of murdering Justine Damon. Noor was responding to Damon's 911 call nearly two years ago when he opened fire. Illinois Governor Pritzker has crossed the Rubicon. What message does this legislation send when it allows people who do not have legal status to become the officers of our laws? This is a potential crisis of confidence in law enforcement at a time when our officers need all the public confidence they can get. Pritzker is forcing Americans to reclaim their streets in what will explode into the civil war the left insists on fomenting. They got one more time to deal with it because otherwise next time they deal with it, they're going to deal with it from the streets. We're going to take over it. Nobody's going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to them. Hi, Steve here. If you know anything about me at all, you know I hate liars and those who continue to promote lies. Mainstream media and social media platforms that censor free speech and freedom of information will answer in the end for their efforts to hide and choke off the truth and promote the lies. As we continue moving toward the last age, Jesus described where we would come to in time when he said, the beginning of birth pangs, of the intolerable anguish and the time of unprecedented trouble. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in his last letter, and he said, so that you'll know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. And great, we confess, is the mystery, the hidden truth of godliness he, Jesus Christ, who was revealed in human flesh, was justified and vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. But the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in latter times, some will turn away from the faith, paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons. The definition of a doctrine is a principle or position or the body of principles in a branch of knowledge or system of belief. He continued, misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning, who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from certain kinds of foods which God has created to be gratefully shared by those who believe and have a clear conscience of truth. For everything God has created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude, for it is sanctified or set apart, dedicated to God by means of the word of God and prayer. Matthew 24, 12, in the complete Jewish Bible translation, is probably the most clear in helping us understand what Jesus meant when he said, and many people's love will grow cold because of increased distance from Torah. Torah is simply the body of wisdom and law contained in Jewish scripture and other sacred literature and oral tradition. This generation is distancing themselves from wisdom and the sacred traditions of what God taught mankind about everything. Inclusivity is never mentioned in the Bible. The only inclusivity that exists in God's eyes is in the church of Jesus Christ. Those who are born again, spirit-filled believers who obey God in all their ways. No, we're not perfect, but we simply refuse to practice sin. We're no longer a slave doing evil like the world. 
It should be obvious to those who still have a conscience and common sense that this world, not just America, but the entire world is governed by a deep state, a darkness in rebellion to God. Even the dictionary defined what a deep state is. Secret network of especially non-elected government officials and sometimes private entities, as in the financial services and defense industries, operating extra-legally to influence and enact government policy. The power of the deep state comes from experience, knowledge, relationships, insight, craft. Notice that word, craft. Special skills, traditions, and shared values. Together, these purported attributes make nameless bureaucrats into a super government that is accountable to no one. That is a scary prospect, said David Rothkoff. What the Archbishop suspected was a crime staged managed by Turkey's deep state, an opaque underworld where powerful elements within the state, especially the military and security services, act in conjunction with violent extremist groups, as well as the apolitical criminal underworld to undertake special illegal operations in the political interest of the country's ruling elite, said John Eibner. But do you know who's behind the deep state? This isn't a religious answer to this question but it's a reality answer to this question. The Apostle Paul tells the Ephesian believers, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly, supernatural places. And then in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, Paul tells us just exactly how we're to fight these forces and stand and have victory. If you're not a believer, if you're not a Christian, if you've not given your life to Christ and you'd like to, I leave a link in the description box below where you can go down there, click on that link, and it'll help lead you in a simple prayer to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life.